Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing today? Howdy. I'm a little less uh, enthused by the uh, level of quality of uh, coffee I'm drinking uh, on the Sunday show uh, because I've gone back to um, the powdered kind of freeze-dried stuff um, oh. that I bought from the supermarket. They say apparently, right, to improve really bitter coffee that tastes like absolute turd, um, you add a bit of salt, would you believe? I watch this man on um, – it gets served up to my Facebook algorithm quite a lot um, because I'm old. Uh, and uh, a man who – he's just sort of basically talking about um, coffee. He reviews coffee uh, mm. and coffee machines and stuff like that. And he's got this very sort of soft voice who sort of um, – uh, so the pressure in the valve needs to be at a certain uh, bar level. And he sort of like whispers through it. And he's got a lovely, lovely manner about him. But, oh, my God, he's a discerning coffee drinker. An absolute deviant. Have a Nescafe and shut up. I mean, I, I sometimes – I do love coffee and I drink it a lot, but I don't drink the best co- coffee. I drink um, Nespresso, you know, the capsules, because mm. I'm lazy and my apartment won't fit a proper coffee machine. Uh, God forbid. But can you hear this, Pete? Do you know what that noise is? I don't know. That is my coffee advent calendar, as discussed oh. last week. Um, every day, hello. Instead of instead of chocolate, I get a capsule of coffee from from Nespresso. And today, day five or whatever it is, is uh, is oh, I can't even remember. It's, in, it's like Italian. Ispirazio. Oh, I can't. I'm gonna screw it up. Ispirazio. Like, the inspiration of Venice. Ah, I'll just say that in Italian. Ispirazione Venezia. And I've trashed. Espirito de Santo, the uh, football manager. <laughs> oh, really? It's like that. It tastes like yeah, it. Yeah, like that, is it? Right. right. It's very nice, though. Little capsule. Um, to be fair, I'd probably rather have chocolate. Um, oh, man, this week we've been bombarded with messages and uh, posts from you guys across all forms of social media, Twitter and Instagram, most notably. Uh, from listeners mm. who have been listening to the Abroad Japan podcast, and it's their number one most listened to podcast on Spotify. Uh, I think it's a Spotify thing. Have you had this as well, Pete, or is it just me? Oh, yeah, I've been bombarded. And and I cannot 
I literally can't get back to everybody because I'm on three different, four different podcasts and I can't get back to everybody and I want to get back to everybody. But I just want to say a big thanks to everyone who's got in touch about their Spotify end of year list. Mm. And it's, you know, really humbling. Um, I mm. I hope the day comes when we can actually do some sort of physical event and actually meet a lot of you guys. Like P and I, we've mm. been doing this for two and a half years now. We've done over 100 podcast episodes and we have a pretty loyal listenership, right? Tens of mm. thousands of listeners tune in yeah. every week for this podcast around the world, uh, but mostly in Sweden, as we've established over the, over the years. <laughs> don't know why, don't know how, but thank you to our listeners in Sweden. But thank you to all of you for uh, tuning into the Born Japan podcast. We enjoy doing it, and there's certainly no shortage of stories uh, and news coming out of Japan that we can cover each week. And certainly next year, when uh, the concept of airplanes and fun becomes a thing again, Pete can come over and we could do something fun. Isn't that right, Pete? We're going to have fun, aren't we? Yes. I keep, I keep on sort of going, I mean, I should, as soon as it opens, I should just jump on like a really cheap Air China flight and have a weekend. <laughs> Change in Beijing. Change in Beijing. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend Air China. I know somebody who had a very bad experience. Maybe don't fly with them. They're very cheap, though. You oh, really? They yeah. are very, very cheap. 300, 400 quid. I imagine air travel will be very expensive next year. Yeah, I mean, that'll be quite interesting and disappointing uh, to see mm. uh, somebody who has to fly around a lot. But do you think the prices of airplanes will will go up? What's going to happen? I think they, they have to. I mean, um, I've got a British Airways um, American Express card, and uh, one of the major kind of pros of using that particular card is that every year, if you use a certain amount um, on your credit card, you get a free kind of companion voucher, like a travel voucher. So you um, so you pay for one, one, one ticket, you know, no matter what class it is, and then they, they give you an extra one free. It's very quite restrictive about what which which mm. places you can which places you can go on and what dates you can actually do it on, but um, the um, yeah, but but this time around they've been very quiet on <laughs> awarding me that this year. So I, I'm fairly certain they're going to be very restrictive about what you can use air miles for. Um, I, I don't think I think it's going to be a very very different state of play. I think it's going to be an expensive uh, expensive discipline, but I don't think it's going to discourage any people from doing it. Well, if you are a listener who works in the airline industry or a pilot uh, who knows what's going to happen, let us know at abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. I hope there is a pilot out there who listens to the Abroad Japan podcast, albeit while hopefully not while flying. That would be very bad. But also good because you could play it over the overhead speakers and people could – no, bad idea. All right. Story of the week. We've got a story here from Andrew Harvey. Now, Andrew Harvey, you might recall, about a month ago, um, Andrew messaged us with a story about how his, I think it was his dad, uh, was travelling in Hokkaido on a train, struck up a conversation with a nice uh, American chap called Stephen, uh, and they became friends, and then they became pen pals. And this was in the 1970s. And a few years later, it turned out this nice uh, chap, Steve, that had met on the train was none other than Steven Spielberg. Um, yes. That's pretty cool. That is a story. But Andrew has another story. He's full of stories. He should write a book because this one's a cracker as well. And it begins, hi, Chris, from abroad in Japan. And Pete, who was, vo- Pete, who was voted most likely to be strangled by his pet python during a boathouse holiday. What's that from? I'm not What's sure, that? to be honest. I'll Will take you... it, though. <laughs> I thought there was some sort of thing I'd missed there. But no, is, is, that, is that likely to be strangled I think, by I think, a... I think he's just doing a bit. I'm, I'm in for it. I'm in for Andrew's uh, little bit. <laughs> to be fair, that is the sort of thing that you would do, get strangled by a pet python 
on a boathouse holiday. Um, now, you might remember me from the Steven Spielberg story. And as I mentioned in my last email, I was born and raised in Japan. I went to high school in Ibaraki Prefecture, just north of Tokyo. And I was in my high school rugby team. I was never very good at rugby, but my parents were from New Zealand. So my schoolmates automatically assumed I would be good as well. But I wasn't. Anyway, our manager didn't come to practice one night. And towards the end of practice, she called our team captain in a panic. Apparently, she was cornered in a bar in Mito, uh, the city of Mito uh, in Ibaraki, by a chimpira, a shady Yakuza-type character. She had spilled a drink on him at the bar that she was working at. Uh, and he was threatening her and asking her to pay Dehi, uh, apology payment, of an extortionate amount, or worse, she would have to work for him. We decided we would put together an impromptu posse of rugby boys and headed over to Mito's red light district to save our manager from the clutches of this dastardly hoodlum. One of the posse had a dad who owned a bar in Mito and paid the local protection ra- racket. And this was in the early 1990s when protection money still existed. We got the name of the local big Yakuza boss of the area and furnished with his name, we decided we would confront the hoodlum and scare him away. We entered the store and sure enough, he was there in the corner with our manager who was sobbing away. Our captain stepped forward and boldly proclaimed that the girl was under the protection of the aforementioned uh, Yakuza boss and as such, we would be taking her home. After a moment's contemplation, the hoodlum re- quietly looked up and said, I'm that Yakuza boss. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that night, we were the fastest rugby posse in Japan as we ran out of the bar and into the meet all night. It later transpired that after giving free drinks for the rest of the night, the Yakuza boss got so inebriated that the whole thing was forgotten and it was all a bit of a storm in a teacup. Needless to say, the manager was not very happy with our performance that night. Anyway, love the podcast, guys. Keep up the good work. Andrew Harvey, uh, Yakuza. <laughs> I mean, good God. What a story. I mean, that, that, I mean again, that is, that is like a, that is like a, a level in, in Yakuza, isn't it? That is, it's very much, I am the boss. I am the boss of, I, I am in the employ of a Yakuza boss. You know, that's actually me. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. Out of all the ones you could have chosen. <laughs> I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. Oh, shit. That's hilarious. I would like to think that's that wonderful. another, Another level in the Yakuza games would be to meet Steven Spielberg on a train in Hokkaido. <laughs> interact yeah, again. with him. Again, yeah. A sort of weird, weird side quest or mini game you do get in the Yakuza <laughs> series, right? Um, Fantastic. It's interesting, though. Like, like, a lot of the stories we've heard about Yakuza uh, over the years from both listeners of the podcast and friends that I know, like the Yakuza seem to have more or less just faded away in the last decade. Uh, the, I know the Japanese government had a massive crackdown on them. It made it very difficult to live as a yakuza in Japan, uh, do banking or anything really, uh, and that made it to the point that it was just so unpleasant to be a yakuza that people just abandoned it. The numbers dropped from a hundred thousand to I think maybe ten thousand today. But uh, mm. in the nineties and eighties, it seems there's there's still a lot of kind of stories and things happening. Um, I mean, you've never crossed paths with the the, the yakuza at all, have you, Pete? No, and I, I would, I probably wouldn't know what to look out for, to be quite frank. Um, I think uh, probably all the Yakuza's have probably uh, turned into their backup job of becoming politicians. <laughs> um, but no, I have no <laughs> idea what I'd be. I'd, I had no idea what I'd be looking for, to be honest. <laughs> Apart from the fingers, smart, yeah, fingers, smartly dressed suits and uh, tattoos mm. that are often quite visible. But um, yeah. I mean, certainly in areas like uh, Kabukicho and Shinjuku, it's not hard to, to spot people that fit the bill. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for the Yakuza, but I don't think it's particularly a shiny one. 
and I think it's probably a good thing. Uh, and I'm glad uh, the manager was eventually saved from the place, not because of the uh, the rugby lads and their bravery, but in fact by by virtue of the fact the, Yaku, the Yakuza boss himself just got drunk, very, very drunk, and forgot about it. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Fantastic stuff. Brilliant. Uh, now, last week we had a story, a uh, new story about Kit Kats, uh, our favourite mm. topic. We cover it at least once a year. It's up there with bears. Yep. It's the most popular Correct. topic on the podcast. Um, and we had a Kit Kat that was from, it was, it was involved, uh, what was it? Whiskey barrel aged. Cacao Kit nibs. Kats. Cacao nibs aged in whiskey barrels and then turned into Kit Kats. Delicious. Aged for 180 days, right? It's pretty elaborate. Mm. Pretty hardcore stuff. Yeah. Uh, this week we've got another food, another food story um, involving instant ramen, one of Japan's greatest exports to the world. Uh, instant ramen with 40 billion lactic acid bacteria now on sale. Uh, <laughs> God, <laughs> sounds pretty grim. Um, wow. So. With so many kind of varieties of instant noodles on the market, it's hard to stand out. And if you walk down a supermarket in Japan, you know, there's no shortage of ramen, uh, instant ramen. Um, and I always go for the same one. You know, despite all the sheer diversity, always go for cup noodle, always go for the original. Mm. Um, but uh, one company, Meisei, uh, has been trying to increase sales. Uh, they've created this new kimchi ramen. And on the front of the ramen, it's got 40 billion written with zeros, um, which looks a bit comical and ridiculous. And they claim that the soup is, this, this ramen is brilliant because it's got 40 billion uh, lactic acid bacteria in it. Released on 23rd of November, the spicy soup is hoping to cash in on the wild popularity of other lactic acid bacteria-rich Japanese products. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, it's 230 yen, which is about $2.20. Uh, and apparently it doesn't taste overly great and it doesn't look overly great either. It looks like a bloodbath. Um, the contents were <laughs> underwhelmingly similar to a regular instant noodle kit with dried noodles, toppings and sauces. Um, and it looks thoroughly normal, but it's the sort of lengths these companies go to, uh, to sell, uh, to sell their products and give them a healthy edge, trying to make bloody instant noodles healthy. That's a daunting task, isn't it, Pete? I think, I think lactic acid uh it, it may be a big part of those isotonic drinks you find in in japan like the pakari sweats and stuff i think that's mm. got a la- lot of lactic acid in it and also um it's made for like it's it's and everything all those yogurts and and sour beers and stuff like that you find in belgium and, and yeah it's it sounds like a pretty useful thing but i think that the amount that it seems to be sort of going for in this fucking noodle dish is a little excessive <laughs> just a bit i uh i think you get lactic acid in um my beloved Calpis, yeah, mm. the yogurt drink, right? Which I so mm. lovingly drink every Good week. Good for the tum tum. Uh, Good for the stomach, allegedly. And yeah. uh, I love the way these companies take relatively unhealthy products like ramen uh, or uh, gummy sweets in Japan, right? They come with lots of collagen mm. added into them, which is supposed to be good for the skin. And they sort of say, oh, you know, you have these gummy sweets. Uh, and they're good for you because it's good for your skin. And in the same way, right, with this instant ramen, which is just a bowl of salt, effectively. It's good for you now because it's got some kimchi in it. So, yeah. And they've, the way they've, just the way they've marketed that by writing 40 billion on the front with all these zeros, uh, a bit over the top. Um, and what was the, didn't you have some chewing gum as well that was healthy or good for you? I remember you 
you love your Japanese chewing gum. Yeah, no, I have uh, black black, which has got caffeine in it. It's not good for me. It's got caffeine in it. (laughs) There's very little uh, chewing gum, presumably, that that is good for you. But yeah, no, uh, my black black chewing gum, it's this kind of like horrible black color. And uh, it's like, it's just got, got loads of caffeine in it. And you just feel a bit wired after it. Doesn't it stain your teeth black as well? Um, not necessarily. Nah, I think that's a bit of a bit of a black black misnomer from, <laughs> from the, the Wrigley's Corporation. <laughs> what else is there though? I'm trying to think of. Um, I mean, Picari Sweat has always built itself as a medicinal kind of drink, um, mm. and that is made by Otsuka Pharmaceuticals, which are a pharmaceutical pharmaceutical company. To be fair, um, Picari Sweat's good though. And it's very useful in summer. Always have it <laughs> well, on. Well, we sort of see, like, in every sort of supermarket, in every sort of off license, you see just rack after rack of these kind of like energy, um, mm. vitamin drinks and stuff like that. So the, the, the self care, um, kind of drink, uh, industry is obviously a massive one. So, uh, you know, moving into, uh, into ramen, it's obviously a very unhealthy thing. So if they can add anything that sounds a little bit healthy, even though, you know, congealed fat, and flour in the in the in the uh, in the ramen probably not that healthy, but I think if it can add anything else in that makes the, the, you know that makes the consumer sort of go oh maybe uh, maybe I need something's a bit more healthy. But, I mean, is it really healthy? I think anything with that amount of numbers is the sort of thing you would give someone with like blood loss or something. It's like that he needs a million billion you know units of this of this uh, medicine. <laughs> well, if we look at a photo of this. This ramen. And if you just type in instant ramen with 40 billion lactic acid, it will come up somewhere. It looks like blood loss because it's bright, bright red, horrible looking bowl. Um, going <laughs> along the similar vein of like healthy things that aren't actually healthy. There's also CC lemon, yeah. right? Remember CC lemon? It's just a mm. can of lemonade, basically. Lemony drink. It's the sugariest drink I've ever had. Imagine Coca Cola, but with even more sugar. And that is CC lemon. Sugar, doesn't it? And it's, it's <laughs> well, got you, 30 you, lemons. I mean, in that's. It. As it really, though, as it just, right, okay. It's got the same sugar as 30 lemons, presumably. Yeah, I mean, those those kind of drinks, you do sort of see a lot of, um, you see in a lot of video games. See, any anything a little bit Japanese, you, you, like, you'll pick up, like, an energy drink and stuff. That's probably why, like, you know, special portions and stuff um, hold such a, a thing in those kind of Japanese sort of Dark Souls games because in the modern version, <laughs> you, can, you can buy on every every street corner. Inspired by drinks in Japan. Yeah, no... <laughs> CC lemon, you got to try it once though. You get it says mm. on the can like thirty three, uh, like thirty three lemons worth of vitamin C. And I love that. I always just picture some poor man in a room somewhere at CC Lemon headquarters, out lemons. painstakingly squeezing the lemon into a can. Obviously, it's not that, <laughs> but I wish it was. I really do. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's. I'm gonna have to do a video at some point. I've I've always kind of steered clear of um, doing food and drink videos. It feels like. Really low hanging fruit, you know what I mean? You're like stuff that's too easy to do as a YouTuber. Come I on, like I, I can't G- do give it. the people what they want. Give the people what they want. <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> it, it it is, though, isn't it? It's low hanging fruit. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it. I'm, I'm desperate yeah, now. Now the journey across Japan is over. I have no content. You need some like easy nothing. wins. Yeah, <laughs> me sitting in a room. Imagine that. I've spent like all this time, all these weeks producing a six part series with lovely drone shots and sweeping mm. shots of Mount Fuji. And then the next episode is just me in a room, chugging away on CC lemon, drinking cow piss, and having instant ramen with 40 billion lactic acid in it. Uh, 40 billion lactic acid bacteria, sorry. Uh, that is the video. That is, that yeah. is the level. I mean, don't get, don't get sniffy about it. Look, 
Plenty of Japanese-based YouTubers have uh, built careers on this kind of caper. Yeah, all of them have. I don't. <laughs> most of them have, my experience. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, your big so one was like KFC at Christmas and stuff, wasn't it? It was. KFC at Christmas, McDonald's, uh, yeah. chocolate fries. That went super viral. That was really depressing. Um, mm. Yeah, I have a lot of, to be fair, yeah. I'm, I'm warming to the idea very quickly now. <laughs> Easy win. <laughs> Easy winning. Um and also at Christmas, you get a lot more ad revenue money, apparently. Oh, is that right? Oh, because yeah. people are selling more stuff, right? Yeah, I see. You get, get an extra $5. Yay. Um, but no, Japan's many healthy foods. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have any in particular that you enjoy when you're over here in Japan, like a drink or a food or a dish that is actually unhealthy but bills itself as having some sort of health benefits. It's a very interesting uh, kind of... Very interesting part of the market, um, but uh, keen to hear your thoughts on things that you like to enjoy when you're over in Japan. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Join us for a very Clash of the Titles Christmas because we're doing what every family does at this time of year. Arguing about which film is better. 
We've proof this pod is good for your elf as Elf takes on Santa Claus the movie. With Santa Claus the movie, for years I couldn't walk past a slice of ham without <laughs> 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 reaching for it like a grubby street urchin. Yes, I We're doing that festive thing of overindulging in sweet stuff. It's the holiday versus love, actually. I've never seen women apologise so much for being women as in the holiday. And yes, they are Christmas movies. We've got Die Hard versus Lethal Weapon. I'm so bored of that question, so let's flip it. Is Christmas a Die Hard movie? (laughs) (laughs) That's Clash of the Titles this December. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Clash of the Titles is a Stakhanov production. Merry Christmas. Uh, Now we turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got this week in the fax machine, Mr. Dawson? We've got an email from Hajar. Hello, Hajar. Um, Hi, Chris and Pete. I'm a fan of your videos and podcasts. Thank you for all the hard work you put into it. I listen to them on my way to work every day during this pandemic. Well, have a great day at work, Hajar. Um, Touching on the topic of people getting defensive over Japanese people, I'd like to share my experience on interacting with them during my vacation there last year. I received help from the most helpful of them and had other experiences, which was downright unsavory. On the final part, I've... Sorry, on the first part, sorry. I've uh, lost my internal dongle. Oh, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> i've lost my internet dongle i've lost my inter- internal dongle good lord um clip that um i've lost my internet dongle in an electronic store in akihabara at a level that sells dongles and remote controls at first i lost all hope of finding it but my sister bless her uh, took the time to use google translator to explain the staff of my missing internet dongle lo and behold 15 minutes later the helpful staff found it in a shop that also sells dongles they've managed to find the needle Dongle in the haystack dongle, so to speak. I was amazed, says uh, Ajar. Um, then another experience was at the uh, far end of the spectrum. I went to one of those famous crepe stores in Harajuku on my final days of the trip. I decided to spend my remaining coins for it. When it was my time, I could see the cashier's face turn sour. I did not know whether it was the fact that I'm, I'm wearing a hijab, I'm a Muslim, or it was the audacity of me offering her coins instead of paper money. She rudely demanded paper money, and when she finished uh, preparing my crepes, proceeded to shove it in my hand. I was shocked by that act for a person that romanticizes Japan. That experience kind of Change my view. I know for a fact Japan is okay with all religions, but have you ever heard a Japanese acting a Japanese person um, acting otherwise to a specific culture or religion? I hope the act of using coins, even the smallest of change, is not rude to them. Appreciate your wisdom, Chris and Pete. Stay safe and happy. Your Malaysian fan, Hajar. Lovely part of the world, Malaysia. Well, I mean, first things first. I love the phrase "internal dongle." That's <laughs> how did you get to it's that? My thing? internal dongle. I don't know. I don't on? know. What goes on in your mind? <laughs> um, lovely. Lord. Glad you found that dongle, though. That, that, that's such a surreal situation to lose your dongle in a place that in sells dongles. In a dongle dongles. shop, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that could be a great metaphor. It's like losing a dongle yeah. in a dongle shop. <laughs> I've lost my fish in the sea. <laughs> Good God. But um, as to the mild racism, or I mean, it might not be racism, it might just be a disgruntled person. Yeah. Um, you know, Just Harajuku. Weird. I mean, people are dicks. <laughs> people yeah. are dicks, and also Harajuku is a tourist trap. It is. And what confuses me about this story is you pay for a crepe with paper money? Like, she wanted paper money for crepes? Like, crepes, I'm not a crepe expert, but if I were a crepe expert, I would imagine a crepe would cost about 200 yen. Somewhere in that region. Probably though. a bit more. In Harajuku, I think it's probably, I think you'd be looking at 600 yen. I think, I think it's, a, All right. it's, they are girthy. Girthy boys. 
girthy crepe, 600 yen. Yeah. But that's still a, a transaction that would be done with coins, is it not? You know, yeah. coins, 500 yen coin. Mm. To, like, you know, why, why does that need to be cash? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why would the woman be angry? Um, must be a very inefficient and crappy bloody crepe stand. Very surreal. Yeah. Um, I will, yeah. But I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if I have any Muslim friends in Japan, so I can't speak on their behalf. I can't speak from their experiences. Um, but I would be interested to find out if that's, uh, if it is an issue, uh, being a Muslim in Japan. But, uh, I think it was just a shit person at a crepe stand, to be honest, Hajar. So <laughs> I wouldn't take it too personally that time. It's just a crappy person. I will go to the crepe stands of Harajuku the next time I'm in Tokyo and I will find this person, send us a follow up email, let me know where it was, and I'll go and do a, I'll go and do a video there. We'll, we'll expose them. Uh, <laughs> expose them. <laughs> expose the crepe twat. Uh, we've got Annalise. Uh, Annalise from Ontario. She says, hello, Chris and Pete. Earlier today, I got the cool. Got the cool from Jet. I've been upgraded from the alternate candidate list to the short list. Assuming everything Yay. goes to plan, I depart in April 2021. Wow, that's a very odd time of year to go. But I'm guessing the whole mm. uh, Jet program teaching thing is messed up what we've all COVID. Um, I'm ecstatic. To return to Japan, I visited twice for vacation. I had a blast each time, but I'm assuming things will be a bit different with the pandemic still ongoing. My main concern, however, is this: Are the onsen hot springs closed? Um, <laughs> that's that's your main concern. That's the big uh, one. Given how Canada, yeah, given how Canada where I live is handling things, I couldn't imagine a public bathhouse being open at the moment. But the first thing I want to do, the first thing I want to do when I get to Japan, is get out of self isolation. Uh, find an onsen and steam myself inside for a couple of hours. In a more general sense, how is Japan handling the pandemic now that the second wave is in full swing? Sorry if this has been asked already. I'm currently catching up on listening, um, but I'm so excited. I needed to ask now. Thank you so much for your time. All the best. Annalise from Ontario. Ontario. Uh, and she says, P.S. Pete, this summer, the beer store started selling the Bud Light Chalada. Chalada, sorry. Chalada. Bud Light Chalada, uh, which isn't actually a Chalada. Um, it's simply beer mixed with clamato, uh, clam-flavoured clam flavored tomato juice. Just thought I'd let you know. <laughs> what the hell's that? Uh, clam-flavoured tomato juice. I, th- I, think it's, I think it's in reference to my love of uh, red eye. And, of course, a lot of, um, of course. in a lot of parts of America, they have that sort of Mexican drink, uh, which is a... Um, is it clamato? Is it clamato? Yeah, clamato. So it's like um, clam, clam flavored uh, tomato juice with a bit of spice in there. Absolutely delicious. I mean, the least delicious part of that drink is the Bud Light. I would say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Nice one, Bud Light Chalada. Um Lovely. Onsen, onsen open. Uh, to be honest, Annalise, they're all open, mm. and um, it's yeah. There's there's no changes there. I mean, we are in the second wave, but the country seems to be under control at the moment. The the cases kind of go up and down, but they haven't been going sort of perpetually up. Um, they're relatively stable. Um, mm. So, and and we say second wave by the standards of other countries in Europe and the US and uh, Americas. Yeah, Japan has fared very well. Um, for many reasons. Oh, sorry, the, uh, it's, it's all right, Chris. Uh, this morning, the transport secretary said that uh, high-value individuals may travel uh, back from uh, back from wherever they are, uh, and they don't have to isolate because they are high-value individuals. Wow. <laughs> it's just, I mean, oh, I, I'm not going to political. I'm just saying 
we kind of knew this sort of thing went on anyway. But to hear a transport minister sort of go, well, if you are if you are involved in a deal, if it's it's basically it's a deal mm. that if you come back and you don't have to self isolate, if you are involved in a deal that is going to bring in something like a hundred thousand pounds worth of business, and it's like. How how did deals get made? I sure it's more than one trip to you know bag a one thousand hundred thousand uh, dollar dollar deal or whatever. It just seems like it just seems like a bit of a get out for Am all the rich I, individuals on their private jets. Could I be a high worth individual? Could I? Could I? Well, exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> bring back some Kit Kats, uh, make some serious deals. Yeah. Like sell some Kit Kats and bacteria ramen. Yeah, and uh, make a hefty profit. some fancy, fancy uh, matcha, matcha latte Kit Kats. <laughs> well, how much that'd be worth? Imagine that—that mm. would be a dire, a dire f- f- career path for me. Flogging Kit Kats <laughs> in the streets of London that I've imported from Japan on a British like Airways it. flight. I like the image. I like the image. Let's do it. Um, but no, don't worry, Annalise. They're, they're, it's all open. It's fine. It's good. Come over, bring your Bud Light gelada, have a great time. And best of luck with the jet program in April yeah. 2021. You're coming over at a bloody nice time. Cherry Blossom will be all been full bloom. It'll be magical. And hopefully around then, Japan will start reopening as well. Uh, one from Kimberly, which is over to you, Pete. Hello, Kimberly. To round off the short high, um, crisp and peach. I uh, just wanted to say congrats on finally meeting or seeing Mount Fuji with your own eyes. It's been a long time coming, sounds like. Uh, it was also nice to see Kawaguchi in your video. And a trip that never happened back in October 2020, I was planning to visit both Kawaguchi and the British theme park that you and J- uh, Joey had a selfie battle in, uh, which I think you won, uh, though Joey had some good sub- submissions. Hopefully next year I'll be able to visit. My question for you, though, is, um, is there anywhere in Japan that after eight years you still haven't been to but would love to visit Sim? Uh, question to Pete, minus the eight years. Thanks for the hours of entertainment. Kimberly from London. Oh, good question. There's a few places on my end. Um, large swathes of Hokkaido, uh, particularly kind of in the east. I haven't seen much of Hokkaido um, or the mm. north part of Hokkaido. I haven't seen most of Kyushu. I know I went there for Journey Across Japan, but I kind of rushed through it um, and didn't get to appreciate it. Um, so I'd love to go there. And also the island of uh, Algashima. Um which is registered as being part of Tokyo, even though it's like a thousand miles south of Tokyo. And it's an island uh, that is essentially just a volcano. And everyone lives in the crater of the volcano. And it looks like a Bond, mm. Bond villain's lair. It is insane. I've never seen anywhere quite like it. Algashima, uh, A-O-G-A-S-H-I-M-A. Go and look it up and it will blow you away. I'm not joking. It is insane. And I'd love to go there. I think you've got to get a helicopter ride and a boat ride. And it looks a little mm. bit scary to get there. But I do believe um, Only in Japan, the YouTube channel Only in Japan, did do an episode there. Um, so you can watch that. And, uh, yeah, that looks really quite impressive. So Algashima, Hokkaido, Kyushu, and also bits of Shikoku. I haven't explored bits of Shikoku. And the sand dunes. Love to do the sand dunes. Love to take Natsuki and stick Natsuki on a camel because they do have camels there in the sand dunes, in Totori. And I just want to see Natsuki on a camel, just riding a camel across a sand dune. That's That's what... That's what I live for. Uh, would, you, would you enjoy watching that, Pete? You definitely yeah, I would. would. I'd like to see you in a helicopter. Scary. I don't want to be in a helicopter because, unlike a plane, if if if, if, if the engines get buggered in a plane, you can kind of glide down. If the engine in a helicopter gets buggered, it's not going to end well. So I, I'm a little bit, yeah, mm. I don't know how I feel about helicopters, but 
<laughs> got it for YouTube at some point, haven't I? But what about you, Pete? Anywhere in Japan you haven't visited after eight years that you really want? I to? really want to go to the uh, the northernmost bit of uh, Hokkaido to uh, have a look at ah. Russia. So <laughs> why? Why? Just I just want to. I just it just looks absolutely like the end of the universe. The end of the universe. It's funny you should bring it up, actually. Uh, Ryotaro, just this week, right now, as we're recording this, I believe he's stepping off a plane at uh, Sapporo Chitose Airport, Mm. and he's driving all the way to the northern tip of Hokkaido. He's going for one night to make a video for his beloved channel, Ryotaro's Japan, and then he's coming all the way back again. Ridiculous. What is is with Ryotaro and his silly, like, one-day journeys, his one-night, (laughs) one-day trip, like... God, but it'd be interesting to see how it is. I won't want to go there at winter, though. I think it's minus 20 degrees Celsius. So yeah. how would you fare? How would you fare in those I sort of temperatures? Think, I don't think I have, a, I have a very good time, to be honest. I, could, I can barely deal with the weather here at the moment. It's bloody freezing. Yeah, yeah. I don't Yeah, I don't think I could do it. But who knows? One day. But Algashima, certainly on the list. Go and check it out. Have you seen Algashima, by the way? Have you, you know what I'm talking about, right? The volcano island. I, I, don't, think I, I don't think I have, actually, no. It's a very Pete Donaldson style place. It's the sort of place mm. I'd imagine you going because it's very kind of surreal and bizarre. Maybe we can go together. Maybe we can make it happen next year. Uh, maybe we can actually have some things to look forward to in 2021. Um, it's getting very close now. Um, keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Abroad Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back uh, next week to do it all over again, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, enjoy the next few days and we'll see you on Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, Wednesday. Let's get out of here. Let's roll. Bye. production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.